You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to episode 8 of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7. I'm John, and tonight I'm joined by Just Chris. How you doing? I'm alright, just John. <laughs> I don't mean just because as soon as I said it, that was like that sounds bad. Uh, John can't make it because he's away in a hot tub or something like that. And uh, I, he was just getting man flu. He was he was hoping to make a a return, but uh, he's claiming man flu, so we'll let him off. I'd uh, so, rather be in a hot tub than have the man flu, to be honest. But uh, not yes. necessarily with John, but yeah. <laughs> I won't be wanting the football way. Eh? <laughs> Let's move on swiftly, eh? <laughs> aye. Uh, to get that image out of everyone's head. So, first up, we had Friday night and the small matter of going to Lithuania and trying to keep in the qualification race. A, a tie that I think probably folk thought might be quite tricky, given Scotland's record against Eastern European nations, but actually ended up being quite comfortable in the end. Surprisingly so, yeah. It was like it. I'll be actually watching Scotland here. <laughs> well, what's your Celtic run? Right this is a bit of well, the, the long-running joke that uh, there was no fewer than six Celtic players in the team to start the lineup, and yet we all spent what, most of the last week complaining that Gal McGregor wasn't in it. So could have been seven. Have been and, then you factor in Charlie Mulgrew, the former Celtic player, who's now at Blackburn. <laughs> so yeah. there's, a, there's a very strong Celtic presence these days. There was indeed. Uh, there was Charlie McGrew, then you had the three Premier League players from England and Christoph Bera as well. Yeah. The, a rare, a rare uh, thing whereby there was, well, I was going to say the back four were all left-footers, but the back five left-footers. Aye, true. So, actually, it worked out all right. We troubled me a couple of times where a bit sort of a wee bit slack in midfield. MacArthur kind of gave one away at one point, but generally, aye, a pretty comfortable performance. It was Good one going of, forward. Aye, it was one of those games where either team could have got the first goal, but once Scotland did, we kind of took a bit more control of the game. Um, we created plenty of chances as well. That's the kind of most chance I can think we've made made in a game, even including playing maybe the likes of Malta from the first game. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think we've probably made as many chances as that and maybe playing the likes of Faroe Islands Nah, I could be right I mean, so, I, I don't know the exact uh, stats for the first game but certainly over the two games we went somewhat 48 they were Corona giving Gordon Stacker was pointing about that uh, in his press conference after last night's game so that's a lot of shots don't know how many of them are on target right enough yes, yeah. I think well, I, could have checked, I think I've seen the start at the end of the match. It was 23 shots and something like maybe 8 on target, I think. Right, so... So, we keep a What, what to be done there? Uh, with that. Um, positives, well, well, there wasn't any bad performances, certainly. And big one, probably for me, was Matt Phillips finally into play. Um, there was maybe a bit of worry the fact he pulled out so many squads where maybe he'd had second thoughts about whether he wanted to play for us, but he was really positive. I thought he wanted to go for the two games, yep. Yeah. He did. Uh, big, uh, like big, strong, fast, not scared to take on folk. Is exactly what Scotland needs. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say that's one of the big positives to take out of the game. Yep, definitely agree with that. Uh, the other side, I would still say Forrest was alright at times, but he's maybe kind of better for Scotland, maybe as more of an impact player. I thought he might have maybe been left out last night, but Strachan obviously decided to go with the team that won. Yeah, for that. Yeah, and I'd. It's often said that certain players seem to play better for their club than they do for their country, and James Forrest seems to be one of those players because I've seen him, I've obviously seen him quite a bit uh, playing for Celtic, and he usually puts in a decent performance. He has has his off days and stuff, but he's usually usually a good choice. Um, But I don't think I've seen him have a decent game for Scotland yet. Which is a no, he was good at times. He yeah, was right at times, but I... yeah, there's never a good performance. He has like good moments in games, but it's, yeah. it's never a good performance really. Uh, but in terms of at the back, we weren't 
and I weren't really troubled. Um, though any time they did break forward, I think we were pretty good at kind of sweeping up. The bearer was really good, I thought, um, tidying up, and then Tierney's pretty good at that as well because he's pretty quick getting back. Yeah. Obviously not as effective going forward, but that's something that he'll probably end up working on. Uh, we're playing on the right, unless it's maybe a bit like um, Joran we sometimes mention with Aberdeen House quite often it's one of the full backs is asked to push forward and one of them is asked to kind of stay back most of the game so maybe it's like Robertson's more natural obviously on his left side going forward so it's case of Robertson being the one going forward and Tierney being the one almost acting like a sweeper at times yeah. or becoming a back three I, I think you're right I think they, they, they kind of take turns in it certainly uh, in, in the Malta game last night there was, was times that Tierney was pretty much a, another attacker at times yeah. Um, but yeah it, it, it seems to be one or the other it never seems to be both it's probably just protecting the back four that way. Did it? Yeah. I know. Definitely. I know the Celtic play. It's not unusual to see both the full backs right, up, but certainly that seems to be less of the case with Scotland. Yeah, I thought Scott Brown as well. One of his better games for Scotland. Uh, dominated midfield, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was very quiet against Malta, but uh, in the last game, game, he, he played really well and controlled the game. And I, I, again, Stacking was quick to point out that. Uh, Scott Brown was on a yellow card, so it was probably uh, really an in a little bit. Although there was one dodgy chance <laughs> that, uh, that, that there was almost a fight breaking at one point, but um, the referee fortunately kept his cards in his pocket. So that's uh, no, yeah. it was, I, I, I would say yeah, that Scott Brown was a lot better in the first game. Definitely, yeah. I'm sure again continuing to do well for Scotland. Once he gets first goal. Yeah, that's that's good. he said himself uh, he didn't expect his first goal for Scotland to come for uh, a header, but that's a good header. <laughs> no fault in there. Um, and certainly, again, another feature of the t- both games was the, the corners for Lee Griffiths. Yes. Aye, terrific corners. Yeah. I, mean, uh, every day. I don't get a bad delivery. Uh, not like I remember, no. But, um, well, actually there was one where he hit the referee <laughs> in the Walter game. Aye, <laughs> and it nearly broke for us as well. But uh, no, it was, it was the the cross for the, the Armstrong goal was was good, but the the one for Berra was terrific. I mean, I, I was sitting kind of in line with that at Hamden, and um, it was one of those ones where I think I put it in as well. You know, you're sitting watching, you're watching it yourself. <laughs> Aye, the whole crowd's jumping for it. Aye, um, but it, it just added I think the main first hot and Armstrong because there was a time I was it last night. I think when he's just getting he's getting by past Griffiths as well, would get a, yeah. being the furthest man forward. So just I really positive all round. Uh, I have seen kind of talk as well him talking about hopefully that will mean he'll play as well back into the Celtic team. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he, he had a bit of issue with the the, the contract situation at Celtic. So with, with that behind him now, and he's signed the extra year. Or sorry, the new two year deal, which means he gets an extra year. Um, he, he, seemed, he was already starting to get back a, a wee bit of form with, with, Scott, with Celtic and he's carried that into the Scotland squad so I think that's probably resolved from a Scottish point of view just in the nick of time because he played well in both of these games so hopefully yeah. he can carry that in the next month as well Aye I suppose the thing we should say as well though we were playing the bottom two teams um, yeah. so we kind of should well expected in a way to win these games there's going to be a big step up in opposition when we face Slovakia next month yeah, the, the, it was always because of how things went earlier in the, in the qualifying campaign. It's always been the case that we're chasing our tails now, uh, and this month was all about getting the six points and making sure we're in the last couple of games to still have a chance. Uh, we've done yes. that, and that's that was ultimately the most important thing. But the manner in which we've done it, certainly against Lithuania, was a, a competent, controlled performance. Well, we won three 0 I mean, let's not take away from the fact yes. that we did that. It's our best result in Lithuania. Um, yep. In fact, it's our best result against Lithuania at all because it matches the the, the one at Hamden in '99. So, I mean, that's Aye. that's a pretty good going for a, for a Scotland. Uh, so, if we can carry that momentum into next month's games, then we're in a chance. It's, yeah, we are going to have to take our chances a bit more, I think. Oh, definitely. Well, we won't get as many chances, no. I would think. Um, but the thing is, it's now in our own hands. Which, if you'd yeah. if you'd said that after we had the two three 0 defeats, you'd have thought, aye, well, we're out, definitely out of it. When our last two games were, we should be in the, well, we will be in the playoffs. Um, so 
There's a question mark around that because there's only eight of the nine runners-up will qualify for the playoffs and the worst one won't. Um, Although there's lots of mathematics and results to come before that. All that gets calculated. Um, But I think the chances are we should be okay. I think Slovakia at the moment are one of the second best runner-up. So. Aye, aye, I said it earlier, and the worst runner-up is Bosnia. Yeah. So I think even if Bosnia were to get full points, if we get full points, then they, they can't catch us. Um, so that's a positive. It was looking a bit shaky last night, though, when Slovakia went a goal up against England. <laughs> you're starting to think, yeah. oh, you're typical. The one time I'll actually support England, they're not going to do well. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, I that coupled with the fact that Slovakia had got that late, uh, a late winner against Slovenia on Friday night as well. It kind of... If that had been a draw, it would have been an even better result for us on Friday night. But, again, like you say, Slovakia winning that and then losing to England means it's now back in our hands. Um, so, yep, I have to thank England for that help. Um, I would have taken a draw. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, One of the things that's, uh, I've seen a few people suggesting since yesterday was we should have scored more against Malta because it might come down to goal difference. Now, it's... Possible, it could come down to goal difference, but I don't think how many goals we get against Malta was going to really matter because for it to come down to goal difference, we need to beat Slovakia and then draw uh, with Slovenia in the final game. But Slovakia's final game is against Malta, so chances are they're going to thump them anyway. So exactly, yeah. Slovakia are going to beat us in goal difference. We need to win both games. I think it's that simple. Um, there was another scenario where Slovakia somehow lost both games, but uh, because we were level on points with Slovenia, uh, there's always that chance that, that if we beat Slovakia and then Slovenia beat us, we finish level on points, and then Slovenia would beat us in goal difference or something. I'm, I'm actually surprised it comes down to goal difference at all. I would have thought if two teams are finished level on points, it would come down to head-to-head, in which yeah. case we lost 3-0 to Slovakia and we're screwed anyway. But it's, I'm surprised it's, it doesn't come down to that first. It comes down to that later on if goal difference is the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I suppose the only other thing, Slovenia, there is a slim possibility they can still qualify, but they've got to go to Wembley in the next game. And you would think yeah. with England's home record, England should be alright. I would expect England to at least get a point there, but I can't, I can't see them not winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I, England, so, England need a point to to qualify automatically to win the group, I think. They're five points, clearly. Two, it's not two points, they said, someone said. Um, not if we beat Slovakia. Yeah. Aye, well, aye, there is that. But no, aye, aye. It's technically two points. Um, I think one point and then they probably win and go difference anyway. So, um, they, 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 if they can beat Slovenia, it should certainly help. Because if they beat Slovenia and we can beat Slovakia, it means we had gone to Slovenia three points ahead of them. And they're already out. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the good thing about the Slovakia game is we have shown that we can compete with them. Because uh, we started off there, we fixed up pretty well. Um, just when they scored, we had a bit of a collapse. So, a packed, I would imagine a packed Hamden. I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's uh, at stake? Th- th- there's been some debate over the ticket prices in the last 24 hours. Um, <laughs> Patty Bovro picked a fight with Stuart uh, Regan last night by tweeting a pi- I, no, They were tweeting a picture of the ticket which said Malta 36 quid, and going, no wonder this place is empty. Now, it's a bit disingenuous of buying both of that one, because they've clearly got the season ticket, so if all five tickets have got exactly the same price on them, I think they, yeah. they had the south stand. Um, so the 180 quid was split equally over the five games, which was bizarre. But if you took their England ticket, it would also say 36 quid which looks like a massive bargain given they were selling for 57 quid or 60 quid or something like that kind of uh, value for the same seat. Yeah. Um, so there's been, like, like sure Regan's response to it was just ridiculous because it was the usual condescending crap for that prick. But um, what he was saying was technically correct and that you couldn't get a ticket for that game for 36 quid. In fact, the bits that were emptied in the sort of west and east stands, they were 20 quid uh, and a fiver right. if you were a junior. So, it wasn't priced that badly. I mean, ticket prices in general are probably a bit too expensive. But for the Malta game, an, an important qualifier in Scotland's uh, campaign, albeit against the lowest team in the, the group, but 30 quid's not bad. 
Aye. Uh, uh, was it 26,000 or something like that they said there was? 26,000 something, yeah. So it was about half full. Uh, the atmosphere, fortunately the pub, the atmosphere didn't sound too bad, because it was half full. Yeah, you, know, you were obviously there. Yeah, but compared to the England game, it probably wasn't was rubbish, but uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. I, mean, I don't think it was... It was, it was harder than Hamden Door, but um, it was all right. I mean, certainly, the, it was it was weird because like half the stand was standing, <laughs> and it was like it was like stopping at the halfway line effectively, and then the other half was sitting. <laughs> right. Um, and of course, it was the the really bizarre thing was like people were cheering England goals, which I never thought I'd hear at Hamden, but um, obviously understandable. But I, I, it was I've had better atmospheres, but I don't think it was too bad. I suppose all we can say about last night is job was done. We got the job yeah. done. That was it. Yeah, the 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 better goals I said there was a, was a good corner and header. Um, I'm not entirely sure what Malta were complaining about for the Griffiths goal at the start of the second half. I think there was a claim of offside or something, but they, they certainly gave the, the yeah. Did they check the Yeah, I don't think it was in nowhere. It was up the far end from where I was sitting, but it looked okay to me. Um, so yeah, that was we maybe should have scored more, um, but the, the job was to get the three points. So what I say there was highly unlikely we we're going to do anything goal difference anyway. So yeah, that ship sailed already. So just to get the three points, that was important. Don't pick up any stupid bookings. Was probably the other point because um, that means which we managed. Yeah, I mean we, we will have Scott Brown for Slovakia again. That was important. He wasn't the only one, um, but. There's always that risk. You keep out the Slovenia game. Griffiths and Longview, I think they were the four. Yeah. Did anybody get booked last night? I don't think they did. Not on our side, anyway. Uh, no. no. No one did. The, 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 the third will probably be you would, uh, when they try to avoid them in the obviously Slovakia game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because what, what, what you really don't want to lose is a key player for the Slovenia game, but on the other hand, we need to win the Slovakia game for it to matter. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed we can get through it without uh, losing anybody, there, but you never know. Quite interesting. Aye. Quite interesting though when we're talking about the fact that there's ten changes since the last time we played Lithuania. The one that survived was Andy Robertson. Yeah. That started. Yeah. Um <laughs> does say quite a lot. I mean that was what one one almost exactly a year to the day. <laughs> I think. Yeah. No it wasn't. No. It was October last year. I mean, <laughs> ah, it was because it was a late equaliser for um, Macarthur, wasn't it? Like the equaliser. Uh, thank you. Oh, it may have been. But who knows what could happen if we'd started Lee Griffiths there on the campaign and all that? But I don't know. So Scott Perry retired at that point. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, he he was missing. And, we were calling for Griffiths, but yeah. Armstrong wasn't in the squad. Who knows? It's, just, well, it's all if buts and maybe's now, and what ifs. And yeah. We just need to see what we can do in these final two games, and, and then see who we get in the playoff. Hopefully. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, well, one thing we haven't mentioned is how good was Andy Robertson's goal. Oh yes, it was fantastic. I um, and you think he's only going to get better playing with Liverpool as well? Yeah. I mean, if if somebody of a bigger name had done that, we'd all be crowing about it for ages, because it was a fantastic. It was a. I can't. I, I'm surprised he got so much time to do it, but then you watch it back and you go, "He didn't actually have too much time," because it's the, it's very quick between the touch to yeah. control it and the actual lifting it into the net, and it was lifting it into the net. And if it wasn't really a shot, he just placed it. Yeah, and then. And then you see the angle from behind the goal, and you see how good it was, yeah. how good he placed it. Yeah, the keeper. It, I mean, looked, it looked good first time anyway, but when you see the replay, you're like, yeah. well, "That's a top of class." And the keeper stood no chance at all. <laughs> That's how good it is. Just like you can, like some people would go, "Ah, oh, maybe the keeper should have done better." What's he meant to do? Grow what six inches or something? It was a cracking finish. Um, and obviously McArthur got the other goal in the game, but it was a, a quick throw in. Uh, and, and Griffiths picked him out. So, I mean, I mean, Griffiths yeah. only got one of the five goals, and it was a bit of a just forcing it over the line kind of goal. But I mean, he had a hand in at least three others. 
the better goal last night and then the the those like the first and the third goals and um uh, so yeah, he's just he leads the line really well as well and he lets you play a different type of way as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you play the like a Fletcher or Martin were quite kind of rigid whereas kind of so kinda go into different areas and pull down put the defenders go places they all want to go, it's players yeah and you, and you um, saw so the difference. even when he's not scoring goals he's still effective yeah. which is something that he's definitely improved with, uh, improved on since he went to Celtic yeah I, I mean you saw the difference um, when Chris Martin came on last night because uh, Griffiths went off with a tight calf which apparently is fine he should be fit for uh, the Friday night game for Celtic if not if he, does, if he gets packed if he doesn't get packed he should be fit for Tuesday so um, that's important from our perspective but um Certainly, like, Scotland don't want him out for any length of time either because we need him for these last two games. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, I, in terms of possible candidates for second place that we could possibly play, we could end up with some a Portugal or an Italy. Uh, but on the other side, there are other options Northern Ireland, maybe Ukraine, Denmark, so if we were to get Sweden, Republic of Ireland. The Republic of Ireland are losing tonight. Republic of Ireland have just lost, actually. Uh, and, uh, and Wales won, so Wales have jumped over them in a second. So that's a, an interesting move. I imagine in a, 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 a battle of Britain clash, go, maybe uh. to get to the tournament. Well, I, let's face it, Scotland and Wales have a history of battling for each against each other in the World Cup qualifying. What was it, 77, I think? We went down to Cardiff and won. It was obviously 85. Uh, we were on play, yeah, 85, yeah. Played Australia in the the playoff after that as well to get to the 86 World Cup so we've had a couple of battles with Wales for qualifying in the past so. we're getting ahead of ourselves of course yeah. cause it's, the way in recent times we've not performed well against Wales no I remember that game of, God what was it was that World Cup qualifying Robbie Earnshaw hat-trick aye the Robbie Earnshaw hat-trick exactly that was a Charlie Adam assist not a good game for that at all I remember sitting in the the stand at Hamden absolutely freezing that night as well Was that 2013? Uh, no. Oh no, the game I'm thinking of was 2013, but the game you're thinking of the, the hat trick for Robbie Earnshaw was a friend with? Oh, ah, it was a. Uh, it's still not good. So. Ah, we are probably getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah. hey, we can look anyway. Get excited. Maybe a wee bit, to be a wee bit of excitement again. Well, like I said earlier, the, the goal this month was to get to the point that October still mattered. October matters now, so that's great. And hopefully, like you say, Hamden will be packed out for the final home game against Slovakia. And ideally we'll win that and take it to Slovenia. And even if we do like yes. Slovakia, going to Slovenia is not going to be an easy game either. So it's there's, there's a, no, lot, a lot of work to do still. But we've given ourselves a yeah. chance. Yeah, and even even saying that OI Slovenia might have nothing to play for in the last game that doesn't make a difference because we've had cases before where other teams have had nothing to play for, but Georgia. Yeah, and, and it, even uh, then, the worst case scenario we, for we all know what happened there. Yeah, the worst case scenario for Slovenia is are three points behind us. That's we've beaten Slovakia. Yeah. Now I would expect Slovakia to beat Malta in the final game, which would mean Slovenia pretty much out of it when they play us, but they're not technically out of it when we do play us. They won't know so. Uh, stranger things have happened. I mean, you could be like France and Luxembourg, yeah. for instance. <laughs> the big shock well, of the, yes. this campaign so far, I think, is that nil nil. I watched the the France Netherlands game a few days before it, and France took Netherlands apart. They were just scary good, and I mean scary good because like that Mbappe uh, that PSG signed, who's probably going to end up playing against Celtic next week. He looked brilliant when he came off the bench. So if, if you've got a ticket for Celtic Park next Tuesday, then if that guy plays it in for a treat. That's one of the things I always liked about European games was you'd go along and see these great players turn up at Celtic Park and hopefully lose yeah. them. But uh, Mbappe looks, looks a real uh, find. So PSG have got a... a oh, it's scary to think how good he might he might be. Yeah, because he's still he young end up. Um, but yeah, I mean, he came off yeah. the bench and was just brilliant against the Netherlands. So... I, fight, I don't know what happened against Luxembourg but it was just, maybe just been one of those nights where nothing was working for them or nothing was going in or whatever but nothing needs to draw that's uh, I think is it the first time in 103 years 
that uh, France have failed to beat Luxembourg. <laughs> Go back to 1914. So, um, still only the second worst result in, involving Luxembourg this year. That's progress for you. So, back to league action or to move back to league action? Yeah, we'll just move, we'll just move from a dig. <laughs> Actually, your, your voice cow a wee bit, so I never heard the full joke. Oh, right, I, was, I made a joke about progress. Ah, yes. <sighs> I should have guessed. That would be what it was. Yeah, you knew what I was saying. <laughs> Aye. But, yeah. League action starts again on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, that's not an easy game for Celtic. I mean, having just played two tough qualifiers for half the team, we now need to go and play again for it as, as quickly as Friday night. So, um, and Aye. you're an Aberdeen fan, you know how difficult it can be playing at, at Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, the cup game was definitely difficult. Uh, it's difficult playing there always for us. Hamilton in a decent form. No, we were, yeah. we were on a team that beat uh, we beat them twice. So still think Celtic will come through. Um, uh, it's a rare occasion as well that a Friday night fixture is actually a, a local match. You've had some strange situations in the past. So uh, Hamilton odds are ten to one. The draw is five to one, and Celtic are two to nine. I I genuinely don't think this will be that easy because I, I think it's it's a usual problem because I think like Rodic has been away playing an Australian qualifier so he'll oh, goodness knows when he'll get back. Um, I think in champs playing a game tonight as well. So like, there's a on top of the, the Scottish Celtic players, uh, there's quite a few will be they'll be flying back for here there and everywhere. Um, so I'll be interested to see what team we put out. Uh, but I would still expect Celtic should have enough to beat Hamilton, especially given well, we, we dropped points in the last game that we played in the league against uh, Ole St Johnson, so we'll be looking to bounce back and see what we can do against Hamilton. But um, I think our last visit at Hamilton was a decent result. I'm trying to remember what the last visit actually was. I think it was back in December. Um, Callum McGregor was sent off, actually. We still won. 3-0, I think. That rings a bell. Um, so... We're doing predictions. I well, first of all, Jen, the new boy will start. Oh yeah, they've signed. Was it Edward? Uh, Edward. I don't. Genuinely, don't know how to pronounce his name yet because I've not really heard much of him. I don't know anything about him. Like I say, he's on loan to PSG. We've apparently got an option to buy. I've seen rumours it's ten million as the option. So uh, <laughs> don't know whether Celtic be willing to pay that or not. Maybe the, pl- maybe the long-term plan is that Moussa Dembele will be away at the end uh, of next yeah. season and we use yeah. a portion of that to get his replacement, who will have played for Celtic for 12 months. Seems like a, I, seems like I a reasonable theory. I know he was alone to lose last year. I know he was alone to lose and had a fight that seemed to involve an air gun or something. <laughs> so uh, that loan deal was not... Um, Another Ashley Cole. Aye, it was one of the ones. <laughs> so I, don't, I, I, I don't know the, the full details of it, but... You would hope he's calmed down a bit. If Griffiths is a doubt, then he might be a miss out of getting a, uh, a debut. However, he won't really know his teammates yet, so that could be a bit of a risk. Because even if he's been training at Celtic over the international break, most of his teammates have been away. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton they've made a thing as well they signed Biabi who used to be at Falkirk on loan from Swansea striker so yeah, well I mean like you say they'll be looking to continue their, their decent start to the season they have a confounding start which uh, I mean confounded it to the pundits who all think we're getting relegated including myself um, so yeah, yeah including myself I all three of us put it Hamilton to go down but in a moment they it's not looking like it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, the early days. Oh, there you go, but uh, they are sitting fourth, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I do think Celtic will have a, a difficult time in this game. Um, I might 
Take Celtic to win 2-1. 2-1? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for 2-0 to Celtic for that one. Um, next up on Saturday, we've got the other five fixtures. So, St. Johnston against Hibernian. Um St. Johnston 17-10, the draws 12-5, and Hibs... I don't know why I called him Hibernian first of all I think it's just a mocking my bookie or 29 to 20 St George's obviously unbeaten uh, on the back of Marriage of the Month and Player of Month and Michael Halloran mm. well, so good fun for St Johnson I think McInnes will feel like he's done I, I was going to say yeah, I mean, Johnson because it was out against Celtic must be I mean because if you factor in the, the fact that St Johnson were knocked out of the cup uh, the League Cup as well in the month of August then I would have given it a McInnes most of it. Now, I don't think the cup games apply to manager of the month because I'm pretty sure it's a league thing. But yeah. I, even then, it's sort of four wins for Aberdeen versus three wins in a draw for St Johnson. It should have been McInnes. Aye, I said so, but. You can't really uh, encourage him at all because St Johnson have had a, a, a great start for the season. It's their best ever oh, start for the league season as well. Yeah. They've never won the first three games. Yeah, they have. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tough one, tough extra. Yeah, I mean they're, they're at home, yeah. which is, is, is should give them a bit of a, a an advantage. But then, I mean, Hibs have been to Ibrox and won already, and then lost at home at Hamilton. So let's see. Uh, so which Hibs will turn up? That's the question. Yep, uh, I can see why they're twenty nine to twenty. Um, but I mean, if you fancy St Johnston to continue their unbeaten run, seventeen to ten to win, pretty decent odds. Ah, it's quite attractive, eh? Um, yeah. I'm going to tap them to keep them beating on going, but I'm going to go with a Desmond 2-0. <laughs> a Desmond 2-0. Yeah, I actually fancy a draw as well. Um, I'm just going to go for one all though, in that one. Could be a, an option for both teams to score, certainly. I think that's a good bet, huh? Could be. Uh, but we'll see. Don't think either of those teams did business on the last day of the transfer deadline. Um, I think for Hibs it was more a case of not losing McGinn which was probably the important one yes there was rumours of him going elsewhere and it was I know his brother who went to Partick Thistle was suggesting he could do quite well in England but never never happened this time so um, I want him he was obviously in the squad for the, the Scotland doubleheader as well so yes. yeah he came on on Friday yeah so uh, next up, we have Motherwell against Kilmarnock. Motherwell, who have picked up in form when the last couple Kilmarnock, who are still struggling as well, Kilmarnock's first away game. Yeah, for four home games, they picked up one point out of those four games, and that was a game they should have won. So, aye, um, I've been interested to see. I mean, Motherwell seem to have this drone we run at home there, which is. Yeah, if they can take the, they're certainly already uh, five points better off than Kilmarnock. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I fancy Mullow to, to win this. So I would say, I'll say two one Mullow. Two one to Mullow. Uh, I'm going to go for one all. Right there. Um, odds Mullow are evens. The draw is five to two. Kilmarnock are five to two. Uh, in terms of deadline day, Motherwell lost Ben Hedigan. He went to Blackburn. That was a blow. Uh, but they brought in a couple. Of, brought in a couple of defenders. They brought in Grimshaw, who was with them last season for a short spell. Was it last season? Maybe the season before. Actually, he was on loan from yeah, Man U. Yeah, might have been a while ago. And Peter Hartley, uh, and the managed keep hold of Chris Carden. Uh, that one confused me when I seen that P Hartley had signed for Motherwell. I thought, yeah. Talk about retirement. Aye, bad aye. Aye, I know. But you did. They did pretty well because they kept Kilda Carden, who seems to be pretty highly thought of there. Yeah, they kept Moulton as well. And they made some money out of Marvin Johnson moving on. Yeah. Keep, keep him yeah, Moulton. Kept I know Moulton's not going to sign a new contract, but um, keeping keep hold of Moulton for a wee while longer. He's certainly. I mean, he was the one that was creating goals and scoring goals just before the international break there, so. Definitely a good man to have in their team. Yes. Uh, next up, Rangers against Dundee. 
Yeah, Rangers are three in. The draw is seventeen to four, and Dundee are fifteen to two. It's not bad. I mean, Rangers' home form hasn't been great to start with this season. Um, kind of falling yeah. on for the end of last season. However, Dundee's form hasn't been great either. One point out of four games. Um, I think Dundee are having certain chances, though, but aye, they're just picking up points. Zero luck, Dundee. Uh, like you said, they've created plenty of decent chances and none of them have gone in. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really see that changing in this game. I think Rangers will probably start to get their act together at home. Um, I'll, I'm going to say, I'm going to go 3 0 Rangers, that's all. You're going 3 0 Rangers. Um, I'm going to go for 2 1 to Rangers. I wonder if uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see their new loan signing, Declan John. Yeah, who I've seen a lot of fans on Twitter are saying they're going to call him Michael instead, or Billy. <laughs> uh, they, weren't, they weren't liking his first name please, for some reason. Please tell me that's a joke. Uh, or, or some fans. Maybe some of it was a bit of banter, but uh, we'll see. But I, he was quite well thought of. I know we're Cardiff, but huh? I don't know whether he's get, getting getting signed as a backup to Lee Wallace or whether maybe even get played further forward but yeah um, in terms of the D they signed a striker on loan from Shrewsbury AJ Leachsmith so at least McCann seen that I didn't score goals so he's got another striker and which might help out next up we have Ross County against Party Thistle uh, Thistle are still winless, though they did have a tough run of fixtures. Uh, Ross County are 1-1, they've had. Yeah, I mean, th- I know Ross County haven't had a great start to the season either, but this is, I mean, you say if part of this have had a tough run of fixtures, this isn't much easier. Uh, going to Dingwall tends to be quite a difficult trip for most teams, um, unless Scott Fox gives you a goal, of course, so that tends to help a bit. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, a, I think Thistle might start to pick up points now because they've been a bit unfortunate in the games that they've played um, but this is not an easy place to go so I might go with a 1-0 with this one uh, I was just about to give you a start there as well in terms of games at Dingwall the last 13 Ross County home games have been over 2.5 goals scored so you're going against that you're going 1-0 is it? Uh, I actually fancy the same. I fancy it'll be a draw as well. <laughs> so you're going against the stats as well? Going against your own stats? I do. I know. Well, it's not my, it's not my own stats. Uh, I got it from, from my, my website. Oh, claim it's uh, yours. Just claim it's yours. Nobody knows. That's right. I hope I. <laughs> I've been working that one out. Uh, so, last up on Saturday, we've got a rear. Yeah, we're going to say rear. It's not going to be there because we've got a couple of fixtures, but. Aberdeen go to Murrayfield to play Hearts. Right, the f- first ever league game, or Scottish league game, we played at Murrayfield. I say. Now, um, both Hearts and Celtic have played uh, European games at Murrayfield in the past. So uh, that's, yes. this is probably the first domestic game. It'll be interesting to see. What was the allocation for Aberdeen? I'm curious. Well, the initially we sold about four and a half thousand roughly, and then got a further allocation. So. Uh, Last I seen, maybe about six thousand sold. Nice. So, aye, should be pretty decent. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what there's happens. More, there's tickets on sale up to Friday. Yeah. There's not going to be a pay at the gate, right. which you would think they could have done. That's a bit of a shame. I should, I think be, I mean, it's just a three o'clock game. I think people might go. Oh, you know what? I fancy going to the football. That's always aye, exactly. But um, it seems like a must opportunity. I'll be interested to see what they do. Um, I think Rangers are one of the teams that need to visit as well. Murrayfield yes so I'm interested to see what they do with them because obviously Rangers have got potential to take a big crowd um, yeah I mean that could be potentially the biggest away crowd ever in Scottish football if they really did um, whether Hearts will want that or not is a different matter but I mean you would think Hearts would be would try to maximise their revenue so definitely yeah Craig uh, Levine's first well first pitcher back in charge Yes, uh, he's first since 2004, I think it was when he left. And he's keeping the director of football post as well. Yeah, aye, he's still on the board, so aye, I suppose he's just technically the football manager, but it happens to be on the board as well. Because it's not really the concept of director of football and 
head coach now. It's the same job. Yeah. Uh, but news for Aberdeen, Mark Reynolds has extended his contract and resigned Dominic Ball on loan from Rotherham, who was with Rangers previously. So, it seems to be a bit of a kind of versatile player, but possibly, from what I've heard from Rangers fans, they're saying he was best in the middle of the park. So, see what happens. I don't know if he's getting signed to play or if he's getting signed to kind of cover positions. You've got to be see happy with your transfer window. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, you what? I mean, right at the start of it, you were you was folk you knew were going like Hayes and McGinn and what like that. But you've, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, Rooney's still there. You brought in Stevie May finally, who's already seems to be hitting form. Um, and Jack went to Rangers, obviously, but again, you knew that was going to happen. So I mean, it was it was probably you didn't lose any more after that. Reynolds has just signed his extension. Shea Logan, I think, was on extension as well. Um, Ardiston yep. signing though even though he's not in, involved that much uh, he had a couple of games over the international week so match fitness should be up to speed yep. did Shinny sign an extension as well? I don't know, imagine that. not yet not I yet. hope he does oh, I hope that... he does at some point if, if that happens then... ah, and it was talking might be that's what it was I would imagine Um. So, and then of course right I, the start oh, of the, um, your manager didn't go anywhere either so yeah. for all oh, the yeah, I mean, end of the point, cycle I talk think, uh, <laughs> you've actually done quite uh, well I as think, soon as Hayes went yeah. as soon as Hayes went I think at that point we were like oh please just close the transfer window now because I was speculating about McLean uh, we still don't know what was happening again but it looked like definitely he was away and he did end up going away and I think that's us lost McGinn and Hayes who were integral to the team and the way we play they're thinking it's going to be difficult to get players in to, to play them and yet we've actually managed alright so far um, so. I, I actually think Aberdeen are now stronger than they were last season with all the moves that have happened despite certainly the fact you've lost the certainly yeah I mean the, the attacking options you've got especially is frightening <laughs> yeah when you look at the bench we've got options as well which is good um, so I it's all good so far. Uh, but I, I think it'll be tough going to Tynecastle. I'd imagine Hearts will continue I mean, in, in a similar man, manner to the way they were playing under John Daly. Yeah, but if you Bunny go to, it'll be really tough if you go to Tynecastle because you've been in the wrong stadium. Aye, Murrayfield aye. As soon as I said that, I was like, oh, here we go. That's one for the bloopers. Oh, it was the one that one go. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll be... It'll, I don't know how Hearts are going to play at, at, at Murrayfield because they're technically not at home but they kind of are because it's just in the corner um, they're still at Edinburgh uh, and it's not like they haven't played at Tinker uh, I've done it now no. it's not like they haven't played at Murrayfield before <laughs> that's what you get uh, yep so yeah I'll be interested to see what happens i interested to see when their fans go as well yeah. I don't know what kind of crap they got when they played at Bodyfield for in Europe. But you'd imagine there'd be some some of their fans maybe that would think that don't normally go out and think, yeah, maybe I'll go along. I don't know. Possibly. Because it's not as if they're having to travel for. It's just it's the, same, it's the same area. <laughs> you can walk if you want it all. I, I think the big shame of this is not entirely. Because it's just the, the three o'clock game. Like everything else. Uh, I, I, I fancy Aberdeen to win though I think um, if Levine's going to make any difference to the Hearts team it's going to take him a few games to get going um, and not playing at Tynecastle against the team that's won four games out of four that's a tough ask so um, I would fancy Aberdeen to win this maybe um, 2-0 2 now you're going yeah um... I'm going for Hearts 5, Aberdeen 23. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Hearts 0. Hearts 0, Aberdeen 1. Yes. Hearts are 20 to 10. Draws 13 to 5. And Aberdeen are evens. Can't believe you don't think Hearts will convert their try. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, we've had to get a few. I had to get a rugby joke in there, eh? So, oh, yeah, that was good. But... Try to see what stands out there, but both 
Well, we talked about St. Johnson and Hibs as possible are both teams to score. Uh, but I know we both went for Ross County and Barty Thistle to draw, but I'm going to touch that probably. And we don't touch Aberdeen on the, the bet, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at the Games. Championship yep. and I'm thinking Dunfermline are sitting top of it and they're away to Morton. And Morton have only picked up five points so far. Dunfermline are 15 to 8 away to Morton. Aye, they are. Um, it could be a possible. And another bet in the Championship, St Mirren are at home in Inverness in an 11-8. Aye, it could be alright because Inverness are struggling so far. Um, I'd maybe be inclined to maybe look at that one. Aye, I think I favour that one over the Dunfermline uh, myself, so I would maybe go with that. Aye. If we look at League 1, we've got Wraith and Era playing each other, so probably avoid that. Could yep. be a good bet for both teams to score, though. Uh, maybe. Me too. But it is a fairly good. Neither score it with nothing each. <laughs> um, Fancy each other out. Truth, what else there is? Look at week two, actually. Edinburgh City haven't exactly started well, but they're just better Rangers are waiting. 15 to 8. Better Rangers have had two wins and two losses. Edmund City, of course, have had four losses, so. The, the greatest of. Well, East Fife at home, Queen's Park. Queen's Park, that's going back to League One. Queen's Park have only picked up a point so far. East Fife at home, 23 at 20. Alright, that's not bad. Maybe as an option. <sighs> but how are East Fife doing so far? Two wins and two draws? Two wins and two draws, yeah. Hmm. Might be alright. I'm not so sure about that one. Right, so we both agree St Martin, like home Inverness. Aye. I'm wondering what both teams to score with Rovers Air and St Johnson Hibs would be. I would imagine that we might not have the odds for both teams to score for Wraith. No, we do. It's 8 to 15. Oh, do we? Yep. 8 to 15, that's quite short, actually. Yeah, obviously, I'm not booking quite fancy that one. I don't know if it's 8 to 15. Well, it depends. It's 7 to 10, St Johnson and Hibs, so. I mean, if you took both teams to score on both of those games and St Mirren, then a £10 stake would be 61.91 on the treble. That's not bad. Alright, I don't know whether this could really I wait it's still on Albion Clyde it's still on Albion are doing well yeah don't fancy that so one so that's another one Peterhead at home at Montrose you've always got Rory McAllister I, I think Peterhead have been kind of a team that would be more likely to score later on because they haven't been really starting games too well You get any suggestions? Well, no, because the other name that was jumping out at me was Craig Moore, but again, that's air, so that rest of us air game's a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, Stephen Dolby's got a hat trick for Queen of the South recently, but he did score first in the game, I don't think. The top scorer on League 2 is Darren Smith at Star and Albion. Should we go with him then? That's um, a new one. We've not had him before, so... I don't even recognise his name. <laughs> <laughs> I know a Darren Smith that played for Motherwell a while back. Um, 
sort of it's the same one. Sort of it's the same one. Top scorer in the championship so far is Joe Cardo at Dunfermline. I like Joe Cardo. Ah, uh, he's had he's, he's been in the bed before. Yep. I've had him before. Yeah. Well, but, ah, let's go with Darren. Let's go with Darren Smith because that's a, a new that's a new guy in the podcast. We'll go with that. That sounds good to me. Uh, first first time of luck, hopefully. For, <laughs> uh, we'll get the odds later on the week for that because it's not been priced yet. We're bookie. So I I think that probably concludes there. Podcast. I actually thought it was quite a short one, but it's turned out relatively well long. That's because we're really excited about Scotland getting six points out of six. <laughs> I know, exactly. And we did go quite in depth in the predictions, actually. A bit of analysis, you know. Well, yeah, because we kind of fitted around the, the transfer. Yes. Saga. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you can think of that we've missed out? There was a Challenge Cup, but. No, I think the, the the thing that jumped out with me about the Challenge Cup was um, the draw was done earlier today and uh, done United, the holders are playing the windshield. Uh, so that should be an interesting game. Interesting. interesting to see how done United do against a team that's certainly knocked out of Europe. Aye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the should probably up front. Oh, the tees. Yeah, should probably mention as well that the preliminary round for the Scottish Cup was at the weekend. Yeah, but uh, that, that's, that's already more mentioned than the BBC gave it. Oh, I try and look on BBC website, it's almost impossible to see. Um, Never happened as far as they were concerned. They were yeah. too busy obsessing about the the FA Cup's first round or primary round, whatever that was on. Because I, I, English football at that level matters, it's quite simple, whatever it isn't, apparently. That's your licence fee player for you. Even though if you look on the SPFL website, Scottish Cup is not there. Nah, it's not. It's the uh, SFA's uh, competition, not the SPFL's. So yeah, that's maybe fair enough. But I still think you think there's still got mention to it though on that website. Because that apart from that website's pretty good. So I know that's why you're saying. Next week we'll have league business to talk about again, which will be good. Yeah. So, bye. Right, just Chris, good night. Right. Oh, no. Ah, I see. You've, you've timed this podcast now. Well, not that I hadn't done it earlier when I mentioned aye. that Ireland had just lost. <laughs> yes. I know. Aye, so I could have given that away. So, so alright, say good night. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, cheers. Bye. <laughs> cheers. <laughs>